Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. You know, physical intimacy is God's special wedding present for you, and it's part of His original design for marriage. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley. They run our marriage department here at Focus on the Family, and we're coming back to more from a conversation that Jim Daly and I had with Bill and Pam Farrell, who offer some great advice for keeping romance alive in your marriage. I got a question for you. Should couples keep a TV in their bedroom? Oh, yeah, that would be a no. <laughs> That's a no-no? <laughs> if you can at all get away with um, not having it in your bedroom. Um, so it's actually a qualified no, because if you have restraint and you can put limits on it, you could have it there. For, but most people can't. And so a lot of times people think, oh, does it really impact how much red hot monogamy? Well, studies say yes, mm. that if you have a TV in your bedroom, your chances of red hot monogamy go down. <laughs> and if the TV's not there. Now, a good way to check that is to just check the birth rates uh, in any community where there's been a blackout. Uh, <laughs> there tends to be a lot of babies born <laughs> nine months later. So it does impact um, your quality of time behind bedroom One of the things that I've heard with younger couples, particularly in their 20s, that the guys in the marriage are so into video gaming still. It's what they did as teenagers Mm -hmm. that the wives are really struggling because the guys, the husbands, the young husbands are spending time just with their video games and not doing the normal social stuff that would happen with your wife. Right. Have you heard that too? One of the best choices that Bill and I made is when we were newlyweds, we didn't have a television for over a year. That was the best choice that we ever made because we got used to a pattern of interacting. Then when you add the TV in, you're stronger than the TV draw. Mm -hmm. And that's you always want to be stronger than the, the... media that's around you. And if you're a woman and you're listening and you feel like your husband's like always tuned in to sports or um, one of those Xboxes or whatever, it might be his relaxing box. I encourage you to just sit down when he's not in front of the TV, when he's not playing that video game and say, "Hun, I really want to talk about how I can best encourage you and best um, meet this um, sexual need of yours. And some of the things that are on my heart as well. If you start it with, how can I meet your needs? Um, he will then be more receptive to ask the question back. Well, how about you? What do you think? I would think if you pose that question, a guy's attention would uh, come right Shift. off the TV at that point. <laughs> I, well, it, as long as he's not overwhelmed. Because again, like like when we were growing up, like we didn't do any relationship training. Hmm. Like, like when I got married oh. to Pam, I you know I suddenly realized, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Because my friends and I never sat around talking about, hey, how do you have a good relationship? How do you interact with girls? And how do you? I, we just didn't do that. My dad never sat me down and said, hey, here's what you need to know about women if you're going to have a successful marriage. Even men in the church. Like nobody was coming to me and saying, hey, now that you're engaged, why don't we get together for you know lunch and let me tell you how it really is. None of that was going on. So I get married and I'm like, what do I do? And out of desperation, I actually would take us to church, stand in the back and wait for people to sit down. And I would look for couples that looked like they had some experience and were still in love. And I'd sit right behind him. And during the greeting time, I'd say, you look like you're in love. Is that real? And of course, the guy would go, well, yeah. So I'd say, how did you do it? I want to know the real stuff. How did you do it? And almost always, he'd say, well, we don't have time to talk about it now, but let's do lunch after church, which is a young couple was awesome getting taken out to Free lunch. Yeah. It's a great <laughs> idea. And then I just grilled him there. I, I want to know the real stuff. Hmm. And that's when I started learning about how you love a woman. 
And we don't do enough of that for our young men. Well, I've got to ask you the question because that's a great way to get real live data. Yeah. What were some of the common themes that you heard when you would ask those Some questions? awesome things like, you know, having that once a week date night that we've talked about, protecting the bedroom. Um, sometimes for the wife, it was like, make sure the desk is not in there. You know, don't make it your workspace. Laundry in the bed is not an aphrodisiac. You know, those kind of things. Um, so just to protect that bedroom space was a great advice we got. We got a great advice from some couples like schedule it in, write it on the calendar. Um, so you have something to look forward to. Light at the end of the tunnel. Life is so responsible. So um, make a game of it. Um, drop hints and make it playful and fun, something to look forward to, not just a chore, especially if you are in those childbearing years. And I I remember when a guy told me, he said, don't ever forget intimacy starts in the kitchen. I went, what? And that's when he explained to me, everything in your life is tied to your wife's interest in you. Mm. So if you show her interest in the kitchen and you show her interest in the yard and you show her interest in her conversations and you show her interest when she's telling you about all that stuff she likes that you really don't care about, when you show her interest in all of those, then when it's time to be physically intimate, she's in, interested. Because mm, it's all connected and it's integrated. All connected. I so appreciate the healthy perspective that Bill and Pam have about sexuality, and they're so candid and comfortable talking about it. Aaron, you've got a counseling practice, and I know you see couples uh, who come in and they've got issues. What do you what do you say to them when they're uh, dealing with this particular aspect of the marriage relationship. Yeah, so many times a couple will come in and they'll they'll present with something else, but then eventually the topic will come up of sex. And as I ask questions and and really try to hone in on what is the challenge, you know, I'll say, "Hey, have you had a conversation about this?" So many of these couples and so many couples in general are not talking about how they're feeling about their sexual relationship. And so there's such an opportunity there. If you're struggling, first and foremost, approach your spouse and, and ask, you know, how do you think things are going? I'm, I'm having a challenge here. I'm struggling here. So it's, it's super important that you talk about these challenges because what happens is then, especially as women, we start assigning meaning to what is going on when we don't really even know. And as women, we often what we'll do is assume that it's us, Mm. that there's something wrong with us, that we're not good enough, that we don't please our husband, that we're not attractive enough, that we're not enough of something. And so it's, it's super important to have this conversation and then start delving into what is going on and what do we want this area of our life? What do we want our sex life to look like? Now, I'm not a counselor, but I'm guessing that it can't hurt to go back to kind of the beginning and just refresh yourselves about what it was like um, early on in the relationship when you had to kind of ask questions. Is that okay? Did that feel good? You know, those kinds of conversations that perhaps the years have kind of uh, stolen, right? It's true. And we've got a great list of conversation starters around this area of sexuality just to ask each other. And there's questions that, well, I wouldn't even have thought to ask that. They're so healthy. Mm -hmm. What you're wanting to do is to retrain the relationship that it's okay to talk about this. Like just the very act of talking about our sexual relationship, one is healing, informative, and, and it gets us thinking about this. We can then plan from there. I mean, so many good things can happen as we decide to talk. But John, part of it is if it's not the kind of relationship that you want, 
one, you need to look at what are some potential barriers. Aaron and I have a list of like 30 potential barriers. In other words, the point is that there could be a lot of things going on anywhere from health problems to performance related issues to issues like childbirth or or job loss or, you know, temporary things like that, technology, fear of pregnancy to, you know, poor body image to hormonal changes. I mean, there can be so many. Stress and busyness. There, There are so many other things besides what you might be assuming. Okay. So get it on the table, talk about it and, and then and, do something about yeah, it. Yeah. So go in and talk to a counselor. If you guys need to do that, figure out for us, this is what's going on for me. This is what's going on for her. What are we going to do about it? If we're not going to protect this area of our life in our marriage, I mean, it's, it's a big deal. Yeah. God gave us sex. It's a big deal. It creates so many good things, so many benefits for our marriage. So let's do something about it. If it's not happening the way that we wish it was, let's go in and figure it out, fix it, and and keep going from there. You might as well enjoy this aspect right. that only you are to be enjoying in God's design. Well, we want to send a copy of the Farrell's excellent book, Red Hot Monogamy, to you as uh, perhaps a tune-up tool. Uh, You'll find it very helpful, and we'll ask for a generous donation of any amount today. Uh, We'll link over to uh, the donation page so you can get that book. And then um, be sure to look for Greg and Aaron's new podcast called No Porn Marriage. Uh, As Greg described, it's their story. It's going to be helpful to you, and it's going to give you a lot of uh, further discussion points in your marriage so you can safeguard protect and enjoy a healthy sexual relationship. We'll link over to that new podcast, No Porn Marriage, in the show notes. For now, on behalf of Greg Smalley and his wife Erin, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage podcast. Mm -hmm.